You're listening to the Get Confident Podcast with your host, Janelle Hosking. You're here to create career confidence, financial freedom, and abundance for yourself in 2024. You want to progress in your career through employment or starting your own business, and I am here to help you every step along the way. In this podcast, we talk mindset, strategies, practical tools, and frameworks to help you achieve your goals now so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Get Confident Podcast. Girl, if your goal this year is to make more money, you are going to love today's episode. I, my whole life, have always been someone who is interested, who is curious about money, about finances, about financial freedom, about being like independent with my own money or like autonomous over my life, my own money and finances. And I don't feel bad about it. I am the person who, if we are having a flowing conversation about money and you're an employee, I might just ask you how much you earn at your job. I've only ever had one person tell me that they don't talk about their their income. And I mean, you do you, but I love knowing how much Uh, I guess, a role or a job, a career is worth in terms of a pay scale. I remember once having a conversation with my mentor and I was on the precipice of being in both marketing and in sales. And I was just starting to learn about sales. And I remember that I very much wanted a pay rise. And I was talking to this mentor about wanting a pay rise. And they said to me, you know, you should go do some research into the pay scales for marketing and for sales. Because if you're wanting to, I guess, not be capped at a, at a salary, you should know what different skills are worth. I went and did that research. Turns out sales, much more money, less uncapped. Uh, and, you know, opportunities are endless. And then also there's a lot of different fun ways that you can make money as well, not just via your hourly wage, but by bonuses and cool incentives and such. So um, for me, talking about money has led to a lot of beautiful learnings in, in my life and my career. And also um, in my experiences, you know, being able to talk about money allowed me the opportunity to purchase a property, my first ever property, which I bought down in Fielding in Manawatu, purchase a property with my flatmate. Yeah, that's right. I bought my first house with my flatmate. Uh, I knew that I couldn't do it on my own. I could maybe get a house on my own, but they wouldn't actually give it to me because of the serviceability. Um, maybe if I had promised to rent out every single room, might have been a bit differently. But honestly, having that extra person going in with my flatmate, really made me look desirable to the banks. Um, And to be honest, they never even asked if (laughs) what the relationship was. Like, is this your life partner or a flatmate? Okay. Uh, Maybe if they had, they might've thought differently. But anyway, that was an opportunity for me to get into the housing market. And if I hadn't have been the type of person who would openly talk about money and my goals around money of wanting to buy property and, um, you know, be smart with money, budgeting, all that good stuff, I probably wouldn't have come across that opportunity. 
So I'm sharing this episode with you today to help you to get in the mindset of creating more. What I have come to believe is that there is always more available to you, to me, to us, if only we believe. And believing is a massive part of it. You have to believe mentally. You also have to believe physically. You have to be able to believe it in your bones, that there is more out there in the world for you in every area and in the area of financial or monetary abundance. You have to energetically be aligned with it. And that is something that I am still on the journey of getting better at and of increasing. So with that, you've got the energetics of money, you've got the spirituality money, you've got all that good stuff, which we can talk about at some point, not today's episode. But then you've also got the the action side of money, the side where if you want it, girl, you got to do something for it. But it doesn't have to be hard. And I think that's why I'm sharing this as one of my first episodes of 2024, because this can be the year that you take charge of your financial future. Now, that does not have to mean doing what I did, quitting your full-time job and putting all of your time and commitment into making this business work. That level of risk, that level of stress and anxiety doesn't work for everyone, right? But I'm grateful that (laughs) it's what my personality decided to do and I did not stop until it worked. And I've now been sustaining myself full-time out of my business for over a year. And I've also invested in paying others to help me now as well, which is a pretty incredible um, thing for me to be able to be doing and sustaining financially. So you don't have to do what I've done. There are plenty other ways that you can increase your income and make more money in 2024. So I've compiled a wee list for you and I'm also going to share my own personal experiences with each of these things because I haven't necessarily done all of these things and I don't think that you have to do all of them. You know, even if you just choose one or two or decide that throughout the year, you're going to spend a bit of time on you know, one thing per quarter, it really doesn't matter. These are just ideas. Take at least something, give it a go and don't stop until you've either exhausted it as an option and you've realized it doesn't work for you or until you've made it work. First things first, I want you to identify any skills that you have. These are most likely skills you're already doing in your day-to-day job or things that you come home and that you really enjoy doing. I've recently helped a woman to create her own business that's a cleaning business. Personally, for myself, I thought, oh my God, lady, I could not handle starting a cleaning business, but this woman loves cleaning. And so she would be at her job She would come home and she would decompress from her job by cleaning. She then extended out and started cleaning for other people and she's now turned it into a full-fledged business. So for you, what skills do you possess? These can be skills that you've honed in your craft over your career 
All these could be skills from interests that you have outside of work. So you might be really good at writing, at drawing. You might be really good at doing websites for people. You might be really good at crafts. I've had a client before who loved crafts. Macrame, I always say it wrong. Macrame, either of those. One of them's right. Can't recall. Um, and you know, we helped her to get her craft business off the ground, selling the um, crafts that she made, which were like keychains and and pillows and gorgeous wall art, like just beautiful stuff. So whatever skill you have you can monetize it, okay? That is an option. Take your skill, whether it's a professional skill or a personal skill, and somehow monetize it. This is good because this is something you're already good at. So while you might have to learn uh, how to price that thing, you might have to learn to turn it into a more efficient uh, operation to be able to do more at a faster rate so then you can actually earn more. You're not actually having to learn the skill of the thing itself. You're just having to learn some ways to optimize it and ways that you can actually get it out there. You might have to learn how to use Instagram and things like that don't take as much time to learn. It's the skill itself that takes a lot of time to learn. So that is idea number one. Take a skill that you have, monetize it somehow. The second one is around passive income streams. This is things that you you set up. You might then put like an hour or two hours into it per week or per month. Um, you might then consistently have like an automatic payment going in to kind of feed the machine. But other than that, you don't have to do anything. So this can look like... Uh, investing in different forms of stocks. I know that there's so many different platforms out there right now. Uh, If you listen to the podcast, Girls That Invest, if you listen to um, Sarah from the One Up Project, like there's so many different ways of investing that you can do for, you know, as little as $10, $20 a week that over a really long period of time can help you to create more money, more wealth into your life. So that's number two, passive income streams. For me personally, I what do I do? Um, My partner and I put, I think it's 20 or it might be $40 a week into an account that is our investing account. We literally got this account to like $1,000, hadn't even invested it at all. So at this point, we've had $1,000 sat in our bank doing sweet FA, just getting like a couple of cents interest each month. And the thing is, I just wasn't at the time and still to this day interested in doing that. Um, But luckily my partner is. So one day he just got fed up of the money being in there and he transferred it into, maybe it was Shearsies, the app Shearsies, and he's just been playing around with it. He's invested in Toyota. He's invested in some other random companies. Um, and in a way, just treating it like a game. The main thing for me is that we're not pulling that money out. Like that is money we've set aside for long-term investments. And the idea is that later on in our life, we could pull that out or um, if it was to grow big enough, just save it for retirement. You know, who knows? But the idea is that is money 
we no longer use or think we have access to in this current time in our life. Another way of creating passive income is if you uh, want to invest in rental properties. I've learned so much about property investing and there was a time in my life where I was so for it. However, at this time in my life, I just struggle with the idea of having to put so much in for deposits or being a, or having to have so much equity in one property before you can then pull that out to purchase another one. So for me, that's probably something that I would look at um, after having children and once they've grown up and I've got, you know, more disposable income again, like who knows, but right now, not really phased on rental properties. But that is another way that you can put money and time in up front and that will pay you for years and years to come. So that is the idea with passive income streams. The third idea, something that I really like, something that you could most likely do pretty quickly is to rent out your space. You know, we have a three bedroom home here. We've converted one of our homes, sorry, one of our homes, one of our rooms into our permanent office space. And we have a spare room. We originally, when we first bought this property, actually listed the room to have a flatmate come and live with us. And we probably would have been going for about maybe $150 a week. So when you think about that, $150 a week, like that's a, that's a nice little a little pick me up. Um and then over a year that's $7,800. And this really depends on the location. Like some people can rent out one room for $250 a week. I know one bedroom um units that go for $350 to $450 a week in the Bay of Plenty area. You know, so if you have even one room, maybe you have a sleep out in your garage, you could either rent it out permanently and make $150 a week, let's say, or the next option is to put it on the likes of Airbnb. My friend and I literally went to Hawke's Bay a couple of weeks ago for a, a like end of year retreat, unwind vibe. I'm pretty sure it cost us like $350 a week, sorry, a week, a night for this accommodation. And imagine if that was you, right? If you had a little unit or a little like self-contained thing that you could charge even $200 a night. And let's say you only rent it out for three nights a week. That's $600 extra a week. The amount that you can make from doing something like that is insane. And the thing is, it doesn't actually have to be the likes of sleeping accommodation. You could live, let's say if you live down Mount Monganui and Bay of Plenty, in summertime, it is insane there to try and find car parks, right? So imagine if you get some, um, oh my gosh, what is this? Some spray paint. <laughs> I need a coffee, clearly. If you get some spray paint and you do lines all on your backyard, 
for parking spaces, you could charge $20 a day for five parking spots. You've just made $100 a day for parking in Mount Monganui over the Christmas break. How insane is that? And then the last one on this is if you have space available, let's say you have a garage that is empty. You don't store a lot of crap. You don't have a lot of clutter. You could rent out that garage space and just make sure that the personal people who take up that space and who are paying you for it have their own insurance. So then that's not your problem. Or you might want to talk to your own insurance company about that. But I would try and make the person who's renting the space liable for that one rather than giving you another expense. I might be totally naive in saying that, but that is what I would be trying to do anyway. So yeah, renting out some form of space. I know people who over busy periods of the year, like maybe even Easter weekend, go and stay with family for free and book out their whole house for a long weekend and have another family come and stay in their house, make a $1,000 and they've just gone and stayed with their own family for free for the weekend. There is so much that you can do that doesn't have to be extreme, that doesn't have to add more stress to your life. That could actually be fun and it can help you to really dabble in these ideas and these concepts of creating more income, more financial freedom and I don't know, opening up your entrepreneurial spirit as well. Speaking of entrepreneurial spirit, I think the the next example, the next way of making more money in 2024 is perfect for this. It's around creating a digital product. So before I said number one was around your your own skills that you have, your expertise, that would be more in the likes of trading time for money. So you would probably come up with an hourly rate or a rate per design and that takes you real life time to do it. This next example around creating a digital product is where you use your knowledge, you use your expertise, you put time and energy up front to create something. You create an ebook, you create an online course, maybe even templates that people are going to find valuable. And once that product has been created once, all you need to do is put some form of marketing plan together consistently market it, which might take you one to two hours per week if you are organized with it. And that could bring you in thousands of dollars per month. I follow people on Instagram. They come up on my feed all the time who literally have one to two digital products and they're making more than $10,000 per month just selling on Instagram. There is so much opportunity out there for everyone in all the examples I've shared so far today. And it doesn't have to be a lot, although it can be, right? So something like a digital product, if you know that your skill can be turned into something that you do once, but can be sold again and again and again, that is an incredible idea. And that's something that I help a lot of my clients to work on as well. That's something that I plan on doing more in 2024 as I transition my business into less of a trading time for money business like I have been focusing only on my one-to-one clients and more of leveraging the amazing skills that I've built up in in career and leadership and confidence in public speaking and networking uh, and in business and entrepreneurship and 
delivering those to people in succinct bite-sized pieces that don't cost a whole heap of money whereas obviously my one-to-one is quite an investment however that investment is so freaking worth it and you will have those skill skills and tools and learnings for the rest of your life so you pay now and and keep the learnings forever buying digital products can help you to reach people that otherwise couldn't afford you. So that is a great opportunity and a great option as well if you're wanting to make more money. Now, I've got two more. The fifth one, something that I find really fun, and this is decluttering and selling whatever you no longer want or need. I think people underestimate the value and things that they no longer find valuable somebody else does I pretty much buy all of my clothes secondhand and I am still willing to pay good money for things that I think are good quality or a good brands that I want so you could literally do a clean out of your drawers, of your partner's drawers, of your kids' drawers, um, go into the attic and get your clothes from 10 years ago that you keep because you think that you'll fit them one day. Release that guilt, release that shame and give yourself permission to sell it. Recoup some of those costs that you can then, if you want to, put into buying more clothes that make you feel good. My partner and I have actually planned with our community to do a garage sale in January. So that is coming up very shortly uh, in the next couple of weeks. And we have for like over six months now had the majority of the stuff we were planning on selling in our garage. We've just been storing it there And I cannot wait until we have our garage sale and fingers crossed people buy all the stuff because I just want it gone from my house. I want to declutter and I would like to make a bit of money off it so I can go and put that money to some other good use. I'm actually very torn. Part of me wants to use it to go do new shopping. I would like new active wear, sports bras, all that good stuff for the year. Um, however, I'm also open to putting that money towards our wedding <laughs> because at this point, my partner and I have been engaged for over a year and we still don't have a date for our wedding, but that is okay. Um, we will get there and we're also not in a rush. So it is nice to have options. And I think that's the point of this whole episode today. It's giving you options on how you can create more income. And it's also opening more options to you for when you have more income. Because I know that people say money doesn't create happiness and all those cliches. I agree to a point, but also money creates options and opportunities for you. And why would you not want that for yourself and for your family? And I think if you can think of a way or utilize whatever resources you have available to you to expand your income just a little bit, it's going to help you and your family to progress further, meaning that you can potentially have more time and space available to help others or help more other people. So that was declutter and how nice to just clear away all your crap in your house and just have a nice space for the year ahead. Now, the last point that I want to share with you today is quite a standard point and something that I have much experience with, something that I find quite exhilarating, (laughs) one for myself and also two for my clients that I help along this journey too, ask for a pay rise. That is a really easy way you can get more money, your friend. 
ask for a pay rise. Now, there's a whole journey in going about um, preparing and asking and getting a pay rise. And man, I, I just quickly searched my podcast dashboard and I haven't actually done an episode specifically on it yet, I believe. Um, but asking for a pay rise and going through that journey is a great way to take what you're already doing, get compensated more for it, or let's say more fairly for it, especially if you're an overachiever, without having to expect yourself to go home from work and still work on something else. Because, you know, a few of these examples that I've shared today do require a bit more energy and input from you to prepare to get it set up and maybe even to manage the marketing for it. Whereas if you are going for the pay rise option, you already have the job, you're already doing the hours. And so getting the pay rise won't necessarily be adding too much more to your plate, especially if you're someone who already does more than what's in your original contract. You could be getting a pay rise as a reflection for the work you're already doing, meaning that in order to get this pay rise, you don't actually have to take on much more because you're already doing it, if that makes sense. So those are my six ideas on how you can make more money in 2024. Now, I just want to remind you that making more money, like it can be fun and it's cool to make more money, but it doesn't just have to be about the making more money. Making more money opens more doors, opens more opportunities and allows you to have more joy in your life. So if you feel that throughout this episode, you've kind of been rolling your eyes, you've been thinking negative thoughts about money, negative beliefs, I urge you to work on that because there is an abundant amount of wealth and income and money out in the world ready for the taking and it is open for you to take and if you haven't received it yet it is only because you have not been open to it. I hands down 100% believe that and as I'm saying that to you I'm saying that right back to myself as well because it is a never ending journey for me. Now, I hope that you can take at least one of these ideas, run with it. If you are stuck, if you need help, if you want to get some guidance on the how to the roadmap, send me a DM. I do a free uh, roadmap call with anyone who wants it. You don't have to sign up to work with me afterwards. Of course, if I feel like you're a good vibe and we we connect well together, I will share with you how we could work with each other and how I can help you to accelerate this journey of creating more income for yourself. Amazing. But there was no expectation on that. So if throughout this episode you've had an idea spark, but you're not quite sure what those initial steps are, get in touch with me. I will leave a link in the description below. Have a wonderful first week of January, or I guess right now it's probably heading into the second week of January, we could say. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, have a wonderful week. And if you are still on holiday, enjoy, make the most of it. Don't get too sunburnt. <laughs> My God, I'm getting old. <laughs> um, and if you are back at work, smile, have fun, and hopefully you are really enjoying um, being back into it for the year and all of the greatness that is coming your way in 2024. I look forward to having our first guest on the podcast next week. Our first guest for 2024, this person is amazing and I think you're just going to love them just as much as I have enjoyed our conversations leading up to 
our recording happening very soon. I can't wait for you to hear that one. Have an epic week.